From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. No games, no gimmicks, just a great car buying experience. See us at deserttoyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd at redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for someone special. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and our ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more, faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skates studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us tonight, this beautiful Sunday night. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Palm Springs, California, where we're a balmy 111 or something like that. It's just hot. And my co-host is always joining me from that big, beautiful estate out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Are you talking to me? <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why I've got clicking going on in the background again. Are you hearing it? Yeah, a little. It's gone now. But I don't know who you're talking to because you're talking about big giant estates, and I don't have one of those. I live in the in the in the you know in the ghetto in the sticks. No, I have no estate here. So I don't know what you're talking about. All right, can you hear me, Paul? Yeah, I, I yeah, I just repudiated your whole estate thing. I didn't hear uh I didn't hear a word. <laughs> my I was hearing a bunch of uh clicking in my headphones right. and then right. all of a sudden you were gone. So now I'm on my phone, which we don't think needs to have uh <laughs> headphones, and right now I'm using it without headphones, so it's working great. Yeah, I hear you fine. Um <laughs> I'm I I used to you not listening to me because you do that old that that's the norm. So I don't know what you're talking. You know. So anyway, how are things out at the estate? The fire pit going tonight? Um, it's late night, it's and there's no estate here. I, I don't. Once again, no estate here. Okay, just checking. <laughs> just checking. I'm, I'm, anyway. sh- I'm sure that the various uh, members of the Master Simone and Grando family have snuck by here. I'm sure you gave them the address and the whole routine. <laughs> <laughs> and they're there they have reported back to you the actual truth well they have but they couldn't get past the front gates they said 
I don't have a gate. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe they're in the wrong spot. Well, that's because they're looking for an estate, and I don't have one. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's it's toasty out here in Palm Springs. And as I told you today off the air, I said um, we are anticipating uh, 7 to 10 days, maybe more in the 115, 120, 125 range. Um, it's going to be warm. Right. It, well, it's July. It is. You you are in kind of a deserty area. Yeah, but why do I need to have that? So oh. you know what I'm doing? Packing up, heading to San Diego. Oh, so you're gonna head north for the for the for the summer? <laughs> no, no, I'm heading south. I'm heading south, southwest. Really? Yeah, from Palm Springs to southwest to San Diego. Anyway, okay. right. there's this big thing called the Pacific Ocean that cools things off kind of naturally. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay, yeah, it's uh, and maybe you've seen pictures of San Diego because the 2023 World Series champion New York Mets, I understand, yeah, okay. in San Diego this weekend. Yeah, yeah. nice are, try. Are, are nice they starting try. with the parade preparations it yet? It doesn't work when you do it that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> what way do I have to do it? It has to be a natural thing. Oh, okay. And you're usually wrong anyway, because I can, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can give you about 90,000 different occasions. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, you, you probably saw pictures of San Diego this weekend. Lots of them. Okay. Why, yeah. I don't know why the whole world doesn't live there. Yeah. Okay. They can't fit if otherwise they would. And they probably can't afford it because uh, quite honestly, it's not cheap. No, probably not. But anyway, that's where our, the AHL is. So I will be spending next week in the San Diego area working right. on uh, clients for the AHL V Pro Hockey West Report. Right. Then it'll slide up the coast just a little bit to Ontario for a week and then up a little bit farther to a little more inland to Bakersfield. And then I'm going to go way inland and go to Colorado. I would say that's way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. Anyway, it's not Lindenwood, St. Louis, but it's definitely much more in within where you are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's the other these things called the Rockies, which makes a difference as well. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the Rockies, anyway, what about them? Isn't that the home of uh, conference offices? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to ask you, is there anything going on in college hockey this week or do we really not need to do a show because there wasn't much going on this week? No. In the last, I mean, we took a little July 4th hiatus. Um, and then look what happened. Well, yeah, I mean, between uh, all the assistant coaches moving around, Tennessee State making their official announcement for starting hockey, even though it's going to be – which, by the way, we're going to get into start. in detail yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow's yeah. show. And then, um, you know, the biggest announcement, of course. Oh. Anything that's got to do with Arizona State is going to be a big announcement in your world. Well, that's true. That's true. They did officially announce Albie O'Connell, which we kind of knew was going to happen. Because oh, the coach that's told the, us. That's the route you went with the big announcement? That's the, <laughs> You know, the coach told us. And he had the right tea leaves, or at least he fed us the right tea leaves. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And uh, so, T 
team. So we've got nine. nine teams starting July 1st, 2024 in the NCHC. Yeah. And we're going to discuss that as Arizona State officially has become a member um, in waiting, I guess, because uh, it well, won't officially take place till July of next year. But I the see. schedules are being formed and um, the relationship is being formed and I'm sure the payments are being made uh, as you would expect. And it'll well, be a good, it'll be a good, ex- uh, I don't know. You and I talked about this poem. We started this podcast however many years ago it was. We talked about what it would be like uh, to see ASU get into a conference. And I think we both were kind of wishing that it would be the NCHC just for, for logical reasons, uh, whether it be geographical or, or matching of universities or whatever it may be. And to finally see it come to fruition, what was, what was your first thought when the announcement was made officially? Because I know we kind of anticipated this, but it, it's something different, right? When it's an official announcement. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt when, when it was made official and we got the email saying that uh, there'll be an introductory press conference and the whole routine. Um, you know, you sit there and, you know, as we had the coach on a couple of weeks ago, he's sitting there and talking to us and and telling us, uh, you know, the tea leaves are pretty accurate. So, I mean, by then it was probably, uh, a matter of a formality, you know, the dotting the final I's and crossing the final T's. Um, uh, but until it officially happens, cause Lord knows in the last five years, how many different, I mean, basically we've heard over the last five years that ASU was connected with every league in college hockey, except Atlantic hockey. Uh, there were people that thought the big East was going to make a push to add ASU because, uh, the big guys, Jack Parker and, 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 and Jerry York wanted ASU in the league. And those guys carry a little bit of weight. Um, you know, the Big Ten, you know, everybody thought, you know, in the with the COVID season, um, you know, there are any number of times where um, that was the lead dog, right? Because um, those are like, schools they're all big schools they're all big athletic departments and so forth and so on um you know we had heard the nchc back and forth a a bunch of different times not necessarily from them obviously but you know it's not that we didn't you know try to push them in the direct you know the to people at the nchc to 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 give it away or, you know, push us a little bit or, you know, make them spill the beans. They were too smart for us, but that's not hard. Um, no, that really isn't hard. But what? And, 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 and even last year I heard CCHA rumors. Yeah, that, that, that would be a huge rumor. But anyway, I, I get where you're going. I heard them, though. I know. I, mean, I get where you're going with them, but that, that was just somebody making up stuff. That that was never even an issue. I I, I disagree. I don't. Uh, there, there's. I I've told you this a million true. times. I mean, I told you this people. a million times. They are not interested in becoming the Atlanta hockey of the Midwest. No, 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 they're, no. They're but happy I, with but their, this was, their number. And well, they, 
and no, they not were interested in adding five teams to go to thirteen. No, but they they were thinking of ten. Well, uh, yeah, the, it wasn't. No, and, and the person, the people I heard it, the, it made the people no, I heard it made no sense. Well, the people, I, the people I heard it from said it was a possibility. No, I didn't say I. Well, I disagree. I'm saying they're that. wrong. Well, <laughs> uh, it obviously didn't come to fruition, but it was definitely talked about. Yeah, I, well, it may have been talked about, but everything was talked about, uh, so. and and the only one that hadn't didn't have any legs. That I mean, at Hockey East made some sort of sense when Coach Powers laid it out for us as to how it would happen. The Big Ten made some sort of uh, balance, if you will, when they were laid it out, and the fact that they played uh, in the league as a non-league member for the COVID year. Um, and the NCHC obviously made uh, sense. And maybe even starting their own conference, if you will, out west kind of made sense. But what what would the CCHA, how would that ever make sense? Because the location of the schools, um, uh, all of those things, n- none of that fits the mold of Arizona State and certainly not Arizona State. Well, listen, it didn't happen, right? I'm just telling you there were talks. Anyway, um, what did happen was, and this is no no secret anymore. It wasn't really a secret much before, but Arizona State did make a push uh, initially when they turned um, to the NCAA ranks to uh, become a member of the NCHC. Coach Powers mentioned it in the press conference. He said, you know, we didn't have our ducks in order. They were new, uh, a new conference. They didn't really have their ducks in order. And now we've kind of, or I should say house in order, ducks in a row. Uh, but anyway, they now have, both of them now have a position where they were ready to add a ninth team. Now, I don't want to get into our discussion too early, but the obvious question is, how long will they remain a nine-team league? Well, listen, um, I, I, for the near future, I don't see it changing. The schedule. All right, hold on. Near future, define near for me. Three to five years. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think it could change in the three to five year span. I don't think from now until three years it's going to change, but I think somewhere in the three, four, and five years out, we could see. Well, listen, you talk face to face to a lot of people. I talk you know, online to a lot of people, people that are trustworthy people, um, that people, names that people would know. And I don't, nobody says that some sort of realignment is not coming to college hockey. Now, could it be, say, five to ten years instead of three to five? I guess it could be. But I don't think anybody is saying that it's not coming in one shape or another. It has to. In order for college hockey to grow, it's going to have to realign. Okay, let me stop you right there. Before, and I agree with you, before it can grow, uh, they have to realign. What I'm asking you now is um, they can't go backwards. Uh, they, They can't have another... We gained a couple, lost a couple scenario, 
And that's my concern as a, uh, a person that would like to see continued growth. Well, so my thought is what, what's got to happen to protect those that are, that are independents right now. And I asked coach powers that in the press conference, I said, what, what's your thoughts? Is this going to help the other independents? Is this going to hurt the under, other independents? Is it not going to have any effect on them? And, and he said, he really couldn't answer that, but he said that, you know, he hopes that it will help by providing yet another roadmap as to how you go from ACHA M1 to NCAA to now an NCAA conference member. Well, that, That's a lot of steps. It is a lot of steps, and, I, and I'll sit here and tell you, um, as we know, um, Coach Powers said, and, and it's there. You can go online and, and, and see the, the whole press conference for yourself. The coach said that, you know, being rejected by the NCHC the first time was, quote, the best thing that ever happened to the program because it forced them to, 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 to do things and put them in a position where they had to do things. They couldn't dilly-dally. Okay. And the coach saying that he hopes – it provides a, another roadmap. Well, uh, yeah, I hope so too. But I'm going to sit here and say right now that that was a polite way of the coach saying he hopes so, but we couldn't wait any longer. Yeah, without a, without a doubt, that was definitely. Um, it was like you know we had to make this decision for. Our, our benefit, and while we would like to see you come along, um, you, you're going to have to do that on your own. And uh, that brings up the point, and Brad Schlossman of the Grand Forks Herald asked the, the question, what's the cost? What was the cost? Because we had heard initially it was a million dollars about five, six years ago. Uh, it actually, according to Commissioner Heather Weems, was 500000 and uh, in three payments. Uh, three right. annual payments from what I understand. So um, mm. that being the case, now when we talk roadmaps, that's out there. Whether it's the NCHC or other conferences, that number is there and it's public for for every other independent to see. So if you're even considering it um, and even are going to get an offer, you, you might have to make sure that you've got close to a million dollars in the bank. Well, I don't I, I don't think over three years that that number is that hard a number. Okay. It's less than it's 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 about a hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. Hundred and sixty five, hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year. But keep in mind keep in mind that is on top of your travel budget. Your operating budget. No, no, no. I, underst all I understand all of that. So it, it's not I, like, I, you know, I mean. It, it, I didn't say know. it's pocket change. I no, just said I, it's not. Yeah. But, I mean, and that's money that's going to come in and it's going to go. Um, that That's a fee that, that you're going to pay. You're going to get. You're going to pay. And then you're in the conference. And, yes, there'll be benefits, financial benefits of being in a conference like that. But what's going to end up happening is. That money will is basically gone. It's a payment and gone. Yeah, um, but every league has an entry fee. Even if you're starting up your own league, there's going to be an entry fee. Yeah, I, I, 
totally agree with you. I'm just saying that. So you, if you're, if, if you're, if you're, you're program, but if you're a program that's just come back off of a hiatus, whether it be for COVID or lack of funding or lack of support or whatever it is, this is just one more thing that you got to put on your bucket list. Yeah, but bullet list. If you're an AD, to make sure you're going to achieve it. If you're an athletic director, you know that going in that there's going to be some sort. Like I said, even the CCHA when they started up and the NCAA, the only conferences you you have to have seed money to to start your offices and to start your 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 conference machinations. So if you're an athletic director, you know that going in. It's not like this is a surprise to you. No, but if you don't, so what I'm saying is, if you don't have the funding, uh, you have the funding to be an independent and you're hoping to build on it, you now have that quote unquote roadmap of the financial end of it too. And we've talked to a lot of different places that said, yeah, we need to get a new building. We need to remodel our building. We need to do this. We need to do that. All of these things. I'm not saying it's an unknown because it obviously is not an unknown. I'm just saying is you you can know the facts, but I mean look at Huntsville. Uh, they they had to raise money to uh, save their program, and then then they put a stipulation on it that said, okay, you're not in a conference. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna fund the program. Well, they raised the money, and the president of the university said we're not gonna do this until there's a league. Now I don't know where that stands at this point. I I, I unfortunately. Uh, I I don't see a roadmap for them coming back without a whole lot of things happening. Unfortunately. Um, and this is what I talk about when I say that college hockey has got to figure out a way to incorporate these teams so you don't lose programs. And we know um, that day of reckoning is coming in five to ten years. And we're not going to get into that tonight. When? But. Huh? Did you just say tonight? Tonight. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's that day of reckoning that college hockey is going to have. We're not going to get out. into it tonight. No, that's for another show. Okay. You know where I'm going. You're just playing me off. Well, yeah, because it's got to, once again, got to be natural. <laughs> just like those Mets winning the World Series yeah. in 2023, baby. Yeah, not happening. Um, anyway, um, so you're sitting here, and we know all – Listen, people, once again, and people talk to us all the time, right? They don't necessarily do it on the record because they can't, okay? But we we know of things that were possibilities, but all the ducks didn't, and I'm not trying to implicate Oregon here. That was not. Um, A little Freudian slip, perhaps? Right. Yeah, just playing off what you said about ducks in a row. Okay. Okay. Uh, we know that there are places that have had to do certain things 
in order to that okay, and it didn't happen. And, you know, maybe if those other things had happened, we might be having a different conversation now. Well, entirely possible. But um, before we go to break, let's just uh, look at the positives of this from Arizona State. Uh, it's what they needed. Coach Powers knew it. Everybody knew it. Uh, the players knew it. The fans knew it. Um, you, you're you taking a huge step because what you've done now, and maybe to the casual fan, they don't understand what's what doors have opened up, but you now have a built-in schedule, for example, uh, of right. home and aways. Uh, you have uh, a conference tournament. You have an, a conference affiliation, which helps build your at-large bid. Um, you know, Coach brought it up, and you and I talked about it, certainly, that Colorado College was basically one goal away from uh, making it to the national tournament based yeah. on an auto bid. Yeah. And that's that's something you just cannot quantify uh, the importance of because it, Coach Powers has seen it two or three years now where he's had an opportunity to maybe get into the tournament and uh, just it was just insurmountable. When you're talking about having to get 26 wins or whatever it is to get into the tournament, it, that's not much room for error. Um, no. But if you're playing Denver, North Dakota, Minnesota, Duluth, St. Cloud State, Colorado College, Omaha, Miami, uh, you're playing that group, you, winning and even losing um, or tying can can have a big effect on the pairwise. So that's the first thing that's the that part, comes yeah. into play. Second thing is, is like I, like, like I was saying all of last year, is if you want – to get top quality players at your university, you need to have, um, or they need to know that every game that they play matters towards a turn towards an NCAA tournament bid. And you don't want them to get to January, the mid middle part of January and have them know, okay, this, this isn't in the cards. The, these numbers won't make it uh, no matter what we do, because that that's not good for a program. And now your guys are going to play hard all the way to the end. And if you need an example, you just look at Colorado College. Well, listen, so those are every two, game matters. Those are two well, things. you know, once again, every game will matter now, you know, because as you play during your season, you know, uh, where you get positioned for your conference tournament. And let's just say, for example, um, and say that again, I'll be right as I was when I said they would probably make three pods of three for a scheduling prop. For a that, scheduling that was prop. a no-brainer. I mean, they had to do right. that. But I was right. I said it. I said it before we found out. What do you want? A pat Just on the back? I like or... saying I was right. Yes. Okay. Here's a pat. Thanks. Um. I don't think they'll set up the conference tournament where they'll only have eight out of the nine teams get in. So it's not like you're playing to avoid last place and not getting in the conference tournament. I don't see that. But I could see an eight-nine game 
season ends on a Saturday night. And on a Tuesday night, you're playing an 8-9 game. Maybe you're playing it at home. Maybe you're playing it at the eighth seed. Maybe because you're going to play the one seed after that. That game, that 8-9 game is played at the the one seed's ice. So it's a neutral game. Do you, do you think that would happen, or do you think it's more likely that the reward is going to go to the number one seed like it is in the Big Ten? You mean getting the extra week? Of the, no, yep. no, because I think they'll want the best two out of three. You know, I don't. I don't think you're going to get a team that automatically goes to the frozen face-off. I, I I think they're going to keep that two out of that. That's two or three games where you're going to sell out. That's a lot of ticket money you're going to give up. I guess it's going to be interesting to see what they what formula they come up with for next season. It won't happen this season, obviously. But well, it doesn't have to. Once again, getting back to the benefits of Arizona State, I mean, those are the two big ones. Obviously, so now, right? So now, if you're not having quality teams in, right? And now, if you're not having a good season, there's that. uh, Let's just, for argument's sake, say that that's the way they do it with an eight-nine game, whether they do it on home ice or, or at the one seed. That's a game you don't have to play. You know, if you go into that last weekend needing one win to finish seventh, it's still something to play for to avoid that game. Yep, it absolutely is. And that's where the – those are the two major things, of course, the recruiting. uh, And I asked Coach Powers about that. I said the recruiting has got to become – he said it's become more fun every year. But I think it's become a lot more fun now when you can – take that NCHC crest around with you and say, this is, if you sign with us now, this is where you're going to play next season in this conference. I mean, that just has to open up a ton of doors that probably were not open in the past. Well, and how about helping you keep your own players? Yeah, that's another, that's another big benefit of it. So there, there's a number of things, and I don't know that – and I felt – and I told you this off the air that I felt really bad the way the press conference went out because it should have been a, a celebration of the NCHC adding a team. This should have been a celebration of Arizona State becoming the ninth team in the conference. And unfortunately, there were a few comments made um, that would lead you to believe that uh, it wasn't quite as celebrated, whether it be a team potentially pulling out or not wanting to travel to quote unquote the third time zone, uh, whatever it might be, uh, or to another time zone. I mean, all of that stuff is just, I just didn't think it was a time or place. So I wanted to say tonight on our show that, that congratulations, Arizona State, congratulations, NCHC. We're not naive. We're not stupid. We know that there's going to be um, potential for another realignment, as you brought up. But uh, this time, right now, between now and and July 1st, 2024, is a time to celebrate the growth of college hockey and certainly uh, the work that's been put in at Arizona State in order to get them to this position. Fair enough? Listen, I, I say it all the time. 
This program is like the Christmas present that keeps on giving to me. And every chance I can to celebrate it, I'm there. And, you and, know and, and I know that. And, and I get it for Arizona State fans, but it's also something to celebrate for every other independent and every other program that's considering uh, making the move at some point yeah, in time. It whether can it be, be done. Well, yeah, from five years to 10 years, whenever it may be, you've seen, now you've seen Penn State do it. But a lot of people said, well, and you said this, Penn State, it was a different animal because they had a huge gift. Completely. And everything was given to them, um, and, and including the conference. This is something where this was grassroots. This started from Oceanside Ice Arena. This went to a building. This went to a conference now. Um, so this is something like I, like I think you just mentioned is that it's attainable pretty much for everybody if uh, if you're willing to put in the work, have the dedicated people, have the money, have the building, have the school behind you, it, it's not it, it's not a pipe dream anymore. It's reality. Well, listen, you know, we had Frank Ferrer on. I was it about six months ago. Was it even that long ago? I don't even know if it was that long ago, but right. if it was. And, and he asked us. He said to us, "What would be our preferences?" Right, And we told him, we both agreed that we thought that the best move was for ASU to be part of a new league and start a Western league somehow, some way. And that, from a hockey perspective, that the NCHC was the, was the next best choice. And that's not a knock on the NCHC, but we just took and transferred the Minnesota State sort of roadmap to speak of where, you know, they were, they've been the dominant team in the leagues that they've been in for the last five or six years. Now, obviously that might change now that Mike Hastings is gone. But, you know, that just about gave them the best road to the tournament every year. And, you know, we think ASU would have had that had there been the creation of a Western Conference. But short of that, we thought, you know, and we both agreed that from a hockey perspective, that the NCHC was the way to go. Bingo. What a great, great way to end the first half of the show. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's talk about um, what things look like down the road. We also need to talk about a few players that are making impacts at development camp, including the goaltender who made a pretty big save up in Buffalo. Uh, we'll get back to that in just a few minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, 
development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Gail McCarr. before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness gracious, Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent... That's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios, it's ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey West Weekly. Well, indeed it is. Uh, I still haven't updated the work that Paul Hornstein has done, but it is College Hockey West Live tonight. Scott Strandy with you in Palm Springs, California, before I make the move over to San Diego for a week and on to Ontario and uh, continue to uh, cultivate our American Hockey League Pacific Division over the next month, month and a half or so, before things start to get cranked up. Paul, we we had... um, uh, and Paul Hornstein, of course, joining me from that beautiful estate on Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, but Paul, we had uh, Kirk Andy on, uh, the head coach at Liberty on Wednesday night. And I was looking at his website. And I said, Kirk, you got a countdown clock. It says 45 days until your tryouts. I'm going like, are you kidding me? You're talking about 45 days? That's mid to what? Mid? They're, they're playing games in September, Paul. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, good for them is right. So uh, the AC the ACH Top Twenty Podcast, growing as ever before, uh, will 
um, spend the month of September working on that part of things. So we've got a full schedule. And then, of course, October 6th, October 7th, in that range, that's when the NCAA will get back to work. Um, Okay, so we talked about the celebration about this, and I don't want this to be a downgrade. I'm just, I want to. No, this is, listen, this is, this, this is, like I said, this is everything that everybody's worked for. Yeah. This is what Greg Powers has worked for. This is what Frank Ferrara has worked for. This is what uh, Ray Anderson has worked for. To get to the point where an established league, and we still think it's the best league in college hockey, takes in ASU as a league member. Okay, so that's the positive. We talked about the positive. It's all a positive. Uh, and this isn't meant to be a negative. This is meant to be a reality check. But we talked about uh, there having to be some changes, if you will, within uh, college hockey, uh, realignment, if you will. And this, to me, grabs a spot for ASU to be in a league uh, right through realignment if if and when that happens. Yeah, they so, could, Yeah, it had to happen. So my I mean, question to you is, um, do you feel that the NCHC will have to go through more changes in the next three to five years? Do I think they do? How about and will? I mean, you know, listen, immediately what happened when they added issue, right? Who's going to be number 10? Uh, who cares? Or, or will they uh, become number whole eight? Even number thing. This whole even number thing. Or will they Why become number eight? Well, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen now, does it? At least not at the moment. No, it certainly doesn't. Not for a few years. And that's why what I'm wondering now is, in the next three to five years, will the NCHC grow? Or will it realign uh, and some teams will go and some will come? I guess that depends on whether or not we see the growth of college hockey in some place other than New York State. Wait a minute. They play hockey in New York State? Yeah, I know. There's, I, I know you're shocked at this, but there are more NCAA Division One teams in New York State than anywhere else. Including both the M's? Yep. Okay. And supposedly more on the way. Okay. And are, uh, do, do we want to match championships? State by state? Listen, you now you're letting details get in the way of the facts. <laughs> uh, something like that. Anyway, uh, so we'll put, a, we'll put a, a wrap on that part of it because we spent 45-plus minutes now talking about uh, this, which was justified in my, my estimation. We needed to to get this out there and, and kind of rehash it. And again, congratulations to Arizona state. Congratulations to the NCHC. We saw a lot of congratulations coming from uh, the other teams in the NCHC. Happy to have them on board. I believe David Carl's quote might be the one that I'd want to put on the wall. If I'm coach powers, where he said the addition of Arizona state just made the best conference in college hockey better. Well, I keep that. I keep that around. I'd frame it. Well, I'm sure that they are. That, that's a nine-time NCAA championship program telling you that 
your program just made the best conference in college hockey better. Yeah. Can't beat that. Can well, no, and, and you know, you you looked as I, you know, if you go to the to other websites and so forth and so on, you okay. Wait a minute, you you're going to other websites. Well, I have to kind of okay, you know, just check keep up with other. Well, it's not necessarily for anything other than say the comments to see what other people think. <laughs> I love it. I love it when I make you when I make you squirm a little bit. That's always kind of you fun. Know, um, you know, anyway. and 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 these stories got and, and this story got a lot of comments. Let's put it that way. Yep, absolutely, it does, and did, and will. Uh, so yeah, anyway, so. let's let let's leave it at that. I'm sure we're going to revisit a lot of parts of this down the the, the next few weeks and months. And certainly up until the conference uh, schedule comes out for 24-25, which will be a lot of fun to discuss. Um, so anyway, we'll, well get listen, into that. I mean, but, but also this week, Paul, is it, development camp. Yeah. There's a lot of NCAA players. Uh, right. I believe Denver's number was 18 players in camp in 12 different NHL camps. ASU had players in camp. Um, every team, uh, Colorado College had players in camps. Um, so what I'm seeing, and this was a, a nice case study, and I sent Stephen Marsh to interview um, Garrett Pike, the captain, the former captain for Alaska Fairbanks. Right. Quite a chance to visit with when he was at Arizona State last year. Was invited as a uh, non-drafty player, college player, to participate in the Vegas Golden Knights camp. That's pretty cool. When you're, you know, three, four months ago, you were sitting on pins and needles hoping that you'd get into the NCAA tournament. It doesn't happen. Then shortly after that, you decide you're going to make the transfer move to North Dakota. And then shortly after that, you get an invite from the Stanley Cup champions to come to their development camp. And then you come to the development camp and you perform pretty darn well, and you get to get insight from one Zach Whitecloud from Bemidji State who kind of pushed his way through the same type of scenario to get his name on a Stanley Cup. And Garrett said that was that was really pretty pretty special that he was able to 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 kind of pick the brain of uh, Zach Whitecloud and also Nick Hay. Well, listen, you know. Uh... These, these development camps give the college players and the non-drafted players a chance to see what they have to work on because they get a lot of those kinds of things shown to them during those camps. I mean, we see the quote-unquote scrimmages and the three-on-threes and whatever they do in these places. You don't really see what happens um, during the rest of the day in terms of, you know, what the players are going through and what the players are being taught. So, Can I give you a couple you know, of heads up on that? Okay. <laughs> I, I know um, the Vegas Golden Knights players were taught, as I'm sure everybody is, about nutrition, but also cooking for themselves and avoiding um, 
the quote unquote bad foods if they could by, by preparing their own meals. So that was one thing. The other thing, they spent time in the community, uh, understanding that as a professional, they need to give back. And another thing that they were taught and are still being taught is that they must learn how to uh, be media savvy and not only not post things that are uh, bad for them um, on social media, but also how to speak to the media. And I'll use another college player that spoke with Stephen Marsh as well in Vegas camp, and that was uh, Brendan Brisson. He was a different person this year, Paul. Uh, right. The way he handled himself, the way he carried himself, um, you know, he didn't say, um, I'm going to be a Golden Knight, so to heck with the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, he said that no matter where I play, I intend to continue to improve my game and be a leader. And that's something you probably don't hear out of a lot of college kids that are especially stars on their college team. Well, listen, when you're a first-round pick like he was, that just adds the pressure. And, you know, he has the extra pressure, so to speak, on him because of his connections to the hockey world already. Yeah, you don't need to beat around the bush. His dad's an agent, power right. agent. Yeah, I mean, okay. You know me. I I, I, I like to speak in code. Um, yeah, I like to name drop. But, yeah, I know. Um, but so he's got all that extra added pressure on him as well. And that's a lot. I don't care who, who that, I, don't, I don't care who you are. Well, and Paul, the other thing is, you know, Coach Powers used to tell us, or told me anyway, uh, I, I don't care if there's an NHL logo by my players' names. I just want the best players uh, to be in my program that that fit my need. Um, that was tongue-in-cheek. That was maybe a little white lie because, you know, when you've got guys that are carrying an NHL logo next to their name, that carries a lot of weight in different areas, in recruiting, in um, – you know, caliber of player that, that kind of reassures that what you saw in the player, an NHL scout or scouts or general manager also saw in the player. So oh, yeah. those, those types of things mean something. I think they're going to, you know, they're going to mean more and more. So I, I know that was coach speak when, when he told me that, but um, now, and that's what I want to get to a guy like TJ Semptonfelter, who we thought, at least I thought might've been, one of the top five goaltenders in all of college hockey last year gets an opportunity to go to Buffalo. Um, you, you pointed out that he made a heck of a save. I had a chance to go back and watch it maybe 15 times now, <laughs> but what kind of confidence does that bring? And I've asked the players this a lot. The ones that have gone to development camp and then come back to their college teams, uh, like a Josh Doan or whatever, Brinson passionate back in the day. Um, what kind of confidence does that bring in particular a goaltender who can look back at that week-long experience and say, hey, I, I stopped some pretty good some pretty good shooters? Well, listen, I mean, you know, not the you know, you're facing these guys now that are every time you play up a level, guys get uh, scalpeled out 
you know, the talent level goes a notch higher. So you have to bring your game and raise your game. Right? You know, these are, you know, this is not, um, you know, you're, 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 you're facing or playing with and against guys at these development camps that, you know, are, are playing at different levels in order to get invited to these camps. You know, if, if TJ didn't have the year he had, maybe he doesn't get invited. Who knows? But, but my but, question to you is, how big of a factor will that be or will it be if he uh, or when he comes back to Arizona State this fall and can say, you know what, um, I've got some Buffalo swag because I was uh, part of their camp and I made some pretty big players. Especially for a goaltender. that That's confidence, right? It matters in terms of confidence for the individual player. It matters for the program. You know, if Denver had, quote, 18 guys or, or nine guys or six guys, you know, there's an, a quote-unquote off year, you know, Denver can can rely on it. You know, it's Denver. They're, they are, you know, they have won a few times. Nine of them. Yeah. Um, when, you're the, when you're the younger program, it matters. I, I just think right you know, now did, uh, in, in the way development is happening – that college players, and you know me, I, I went through this three years ago. Uh, I wanted to see how close it was, and I came back and told you that everything I saw said it was getting really close. Well, um, now I've had a chance to be uh, around the AHL circles and to watch these guys develop and to see how they've become better and better um, you know, and closer. There's really not a lot. Between the upper-level NCAA and the AHL players, there's really not a lot of difference. I'll be honest with you. Uh, now, okay. I don't know the, if I agree with some that. Of the bottom, okay. Some of the bottom six uh, NCAA players, okay, I get it. They've got some things to learn and some things to work on. But the speed and the skill level of the upper portion, maybe the top three um, or six of your NCAA teams, they can fit right in, and we've seen them fit in. Uh, Greg Cronin told me um, this spring that if he hadn't had his NCAA players that they signed, five of them, they wouldn't have made it as deep into the playoffs as they did. Greg Cronin right now is the head coach of the Anaheim Ducks, by the way. Yeah, and, and Coach, if you're listening, uh, then that was awesome, man, seeing you there in some duck shorts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll just stay out of <laughs> Anyway, uh, Coach is up in his little perch watching the uh, the camp. And, and by the way, uh, and this isn't college hockey related, but if uh, if Owen Zellweger is not the stud of all studs, in uh, at least in the Anaheim camp, I don't know who was. I mean, he stood out like a sore thumb. Okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I'm, you know, I'm, I am, uh, 
you know, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm agreeing with you that uh, uh, that you know you have things that uh, these camps are, are are good and you know guys are going to stand out when they're a certain level. And, and by the way, I, I'm working on getting some Owen Zellweger pom bombs to shake. You're like that's hard for you <laughs> to get pom poms. I got to come up with a good. Good nickname for him, like maybe Ziggy, Ziggy Zilliger. Well, how much? He's all over the ice, man. He's all over the ice. Do we have left? Not, not enough for me to get all my, uh, you, you know, Bobby, Bobby the Blur Brink, Dax. Um, how about Hobie? Um, Albie O'Connell is the new assistant coach at ASU. <laughs> Recruiting coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> Draft pick of the Islanders. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I, I had to get you. I, I, you know, whatever. I mean. Anyway, uh, the oh. point being is uh, the development camp is becoming a big part of college hockey. Yeah. Uh, like it or not. And uh, that one week a year um, really sets players apart. I think it also does this, Paul, and this might be the underlying thing that a lot of people don't talk about is it might also – give you as a drafted or undrafted player a sense of where you might fit. Um, are, are you a good and, and we're, we know somebody that's going through that right now waiting for free agency because he might not have been the fit by the organization that drafted him. Right. So this kind of gives players, college players, the opportunity to look at and go, okay, it, I know you drafted me, but am I ever going to fit in your organization or need I look somewhere else? Or maybe an undrafted guy that said, yeah, I never thought about this place, but I'm, I might be a pretty good fit here in their depth chart. Well, listen, and, and team administrations change. Exactly. By the way, Shane Doan is in Toronto right now. Do you know that? Yeah. Yep, I did. And by the way, I'll say this, it's not hockey related, but it is. The Gold Cup, US and Canada, which makes it hockey related. Going to penalty kicks. This is dumb. <laughs> we don't have time. Until, we don't have time for no, this. Well, I just I'm just gonna going. say it very simple. You played extra time, nobody scored, then you play until somebody scores. Then you play sudden death. This penalty kick stuff is stupid. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Uh, nice. nice. So anyway, I just wanted to get that in uh, tonight to talk a little bit about development camp. Um, tomorrow night, uh, we dig into this Tennessee State stuff because I think it's great stuff. And I'm hoping that we can round very, up very somebody that can talk about it because not only is it interesting, but it's exciting that somebody – there's not many teams, Paul, that are bold enough to say, hey, we're going to start an ACHA program. Um, as a stepping stone to an NCAA program. That doesn't happen no. very often, if at all. Nope, it does not. Not publicly, anyway. Nope, and they, they were bold. Nashville came out and said, we're going to support you. Uh, several people have come out in support of, of uh, Tennessee State. So let's watch them go, man. Um, I'm going to get a hold of them and see if they want to be a part of the ACH top 20 podcast because uh, what better way to get your name out there than um, to be a partner with us? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, makes sense to me. <laughs> anyway, uh, take it away, my friend.
from the Summer Skate Studios on the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live. Brought to you by Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. The Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for someone special. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 308 North Bull Highway in Henderson. And the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas as we wait for that to be rebuilt. And by the Caesar Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask. It's part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. All right. Very well done, my friend. I will also throw out a couple of uh, thank yous and uh, shout outs. First of all, to uh, the guys down at the University of Georgia for jumping on board uh, boldly in the ACH Top 20 podcast. We appreciate that. Uh, Also, the University of Mary coming on this week. And we're hoping that we bring on Indiana Tech. So we're if we get everybody that, that's talking about it right now, we are only going to have 10 spots left to fill if you want to be a part of the 20 uh, programs that are uh, non-varsity, let's put it that way, um, in uh, college hockey. So we're looking forward to it. It's, uh, we're coming for you. How about that? <laughs> it's all good. All right, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Tune in tomorrow night as we talk Tennessee State making the moves, climbing the ranks of ACHA and soon NCAA hockey. Good night, everybody. Good night.